You're listening to Song Story, the show where songwriters tell the true stories behind their original songs. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg. We're still hard at work developing our first full season of Song Story, so for now, we hope you'll enjoy this week's advanced listen, and we hope you'll take a moment to subscribe to Song Story on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. This week's story comes from Chris Rockwell, who first joined us at a Song Story Live, which is coming back to Asbury Park, New Jersey on June 17th at The Saint. You can get tickets to that show on our website, songstoryshow.org, where you can also become a sustaining patron of the show in the support section. That'll help us continue to build and develop Song Story, and it'll help it reach its full potential. And if you become a sustaining patron this week, there's a patron-exclusive video of Chris Rockwell's live story of attempted vandalism and his shoeless escape, which was told on stage at his Song Story Live performance. For this week's story, I sat down with Chris at Tom's River's Ugly Door Studio to talk about his song, Brand New Wax. My name is Chris Rockwell. I'm a spoken word poet and hip-hop artist from Tom's River, New Jersey, and I play my music live with my band Chris Rockwell and the Stickball Social Club. It's a, a song about not caring if you're broke, just enjoying your life. It's not about having expensive things or like worrying about things. It's about, you know, just do what makes you happy and have fun. And this one is definitely the pop one. It's got a slight bit of attitude to it, but that's the me shining through. I asked Chris what the word wax meant in Brand New Wax. The word wax, it's definitely a hip hop thing. When you say you put your song out on wax, you put it out on a 12 inch record. DJs spin wax. I thought that when it came out, I was like, some people won't know what wax means. They'll figure it out, you know, and that's why I put that in there. Cause it's like, it's something I use and it's a term that, you know, people who I hang out with and where I came up from, that's what, you know, you call records. Did you get that new, you know, Beat Nuts album? Yeah. Did you get it on wax? No, I didn't, you know, and you're like, nah, you gotta go get that on wax, you know, and that's how the, you know, the lingo went down. So it was important for me to put that on the record. Just gonna stick to what we know best. They expect nothing more, they accept no less. I go out to Philly a lot and I go to Repo Records and um, sit on the floor at Jack's Music and Red Bank and bring home, you know, just cheap vinyl that I like. I think I probably have about 500 records. I don't think it's a big collection. It's what I have room and space for and money for, so... It's more about just the listening to it on the vinyl that I love. I started writing this song a couple years ago when I was still living in my parents' house. And I had a, this little corner of the basement to myself. And it was down there with my records. And, you know, it was one of those things where I was like always going to record stores and bringing records down and listening to them in like my little hole in the cave in the basement. And that's probably where the hook came from because I usually don't have a lot of money for things that I need money for because I spend more than I should on records. I spent all my money at the record store Now it's gone, I ain't got no more Now I'm feeling better than I did before Cause I got me that brand new wax Brand new wax was just one that I, I thought it was catchy and I thought the hook was good and I was like, well this is a song that I could write very easily. This is something I know about. Just going and buying records and having bill collectors call my house and say, you owe me money. I'm like, I can't pay you right now. I spent it all on Roberta Flack and Sgt. Pepper and I don't have anything free to give you. So it was a really easy song to write. 
the lyrics just came right out. At the time, I was with, you know, this girl, she was my girlfriend, and um, I don't think that she put too much stock in my career as a musician. Um, I think that she wanted to believe in me, but really deep down didn't. So she was always trying to talk me out of writing songs certain ways because she didn't think that they would be safe enough. She definitely did not like Brand New Wax at all. She thought it was like, I don't know, no one would like it. She's like, I don't think it's catchy. I don't like it. I don't think anyone's going to want to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. So I kind of put it on the back burner and left it for a while because I let her talk me into thinking that way, I guess. Chris told me that his affinity for records dated back to his childhood. When my brother and I were young, my father used to watch us when my mom was at work, and he would—he wasn't the guy who always knew what to do with us. So he'd be like, we're going to go up my room and listen to records. And we would be like, you know, at first we're like, all right, I guess. But after a while, it's like a thing that you do when you're hanging out with dad. And he'll say, we're going up. And then you get excited. Yeah. And like, you know, you run upstairs and he puts on the Beatles or he puts on the Temptations. And he's like, this is what we're listening to. Led Zeppelin, all kinds of like that good stuff. And the attachment that I have to it is the nostalgic value that you get. It reminds me of when I was young. Um, and listening to her records with my brother and my dad. You don't get that when you're listening to digital music. It's just not there. When I reapproached writing Brand New Wax, it was after I had gone on uh, a date with my girlfriend now, and we went to Repo Records. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was Repo Records in Philly because they have the basement, uh, and you go in and go around the the corner and go down the stairs. They've just got crates and boxes of records just all over everywhere. And she was like, wow, I've never been here and I need no places like that exist. I'm like, oh yeah, this is where you go for the good stuff. You know, like the, you know, the cheap finds that are just like, you're going to love them and you're going to bring them home. It's not anything that is for collectors. It's for what your taste is. And you have to find something that, you know, more like when you go down there, the record finds you, you know? And she, uh, she was like wide eyed the whole time and it was cool. And it was like, you know, in a small way, I'm going there for, again for the first time. Cause I go there a bunch of times and I'm used to it. And now you, when you're there with someone who's there for the first time, you're like, Oh yeah, this is, I guess a pretty cool spot, you know? Um, and then we made out in the basement, which is awesome. You know, and how is that not awesome? And, and then when that was all said and done, it was like, yeah, I should really write a song about that. I think that's pro that's what made me reapproach the song after years of leaving it. You know, it was like someone told me that this was no good. And now I'm sitting there going, no, this is what I do. And this is my life. I'm going to write a song about that. And it's going to be fun. I'm going to do it for me. Chris went home with more than just a handful of records that day. We each had a little handful. He also got the girl and the motivation and inspiration he needed to finish his song. Initially, I thought that it was going to be really catchy. I thought people were going to like it. That's probably why I, I put it aside for so long, because I don't normally write songs like that. I normally write songs that I just write and that I feel there's no method. It's only madness. <laughs> 
And I knew that if we did brand new wax and had like a really fun song do on stage and get everyone yelling stuff out and like make it a real old school hip hop party, that it would be what I was looking for to pull out of a live show, that energy. And, and what actually came out of it was way more than I could ever have imagined. Cause now that the band uh, is involved, they bring that element to it that isn't the old school hip hop element. It's so I'm doing that. And they had this whole other thing where it's like this funk and jazz and like there's the rock element to it. And, and they all swirl together and make brand new wax happen on stage. And it's so much fun every time we do it. So it's way, way more fun than I thought it was going to be in the first place. When people walk away from that song, I hope they feel uplifted and I hope they feel in good spirits and, you know, I hope they have fun. It's, that's the kind of song it is. I got stacks of 45s They reach up to the skies In addition to being a spoken word artist and hip-hop band leader, Chris Rockwell is also a concert promoter whose free festival Livestock, featuring bands, art, food, vendors, and Zebro, a real-life rescued zebra, is coming to the Legacy Ranch in Howell, New Jersey on May 10th. More information about Chris Rockwell's Livestock, as well as about our next Song Story Live, are linked to on our website, songstoryshow.org. Song Story needs your help getting the word out to help us grow. We need you to hit share, hit retweet, and repost this episode to your friends right now. And consider supporting Song Story by becoming a Patreon patron at songstoryshow.org. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Song Story Show, and subscribe to Song Story on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Song Story is also available on PRX, the public radio exchange. All of the music in this story was written by Chris Rockwell and the Stickball Social Club, whose album, Buildings Will Collapse, is available on iTunes and Amazon. Audio engineering for this story is by Jason Portizo at Ugly Door Studio in Tom's River, New Jersey, which is online at uglydoor.com. Laura Braswell is our script supervisor. I'm your host, Eric Ginsberg, and thank you for listening to Song Story. Eric Ginsberg is a singer, songwriter, and storyteller based out of Asbury Park, New Jersey. You can hear his music and find out where he's performing next by visiting ericginsberg.com. Spend all my money at the record store.